0: Are self-help products necessary or a necessary evil? Do we use them because they facilitate change in our lives, or do we use them because they make changing our lives seem so easy? Who doesn't want to change their lives for the better, and who wouldn't want that to be easy, making it easy to see the appeal of the self-help market? Yet for fear of seeming too cynical, to truly invest in the self-help market involves a true investment of either time or money. A conundrum one might solve with the question, what's in it for me, but end up with an answer of nothing I have the time or money for, which is where I come in. Welcome to What's In It For Me, the best self-help book reviews of the best self-help books from 2019. And though I'm incredibly excited to read and review the top five most popular self-help books of 2019, there is one small problem. I've never met a self-help book I've liked, which honestly is pretty strange, considering what I do. As a therapist, I actually have a relationship with the self-help industry. We're both intent on promoting positive change, which, in itself, is sort of a modified version of what's in it for me. What's in it for me is the most important question to ask any time you're investing in yourself, because that investment usually requires a lot of time and money. In therapy it makes sense. By asking what's in it for me, you can better determine if therapy is effective by asking, do I even like my therapist? Do I trust they have my best interest in mind? Are the changes they're facilitating changes they want to see or changes I need to make? Now, when it comes to self-help in general, we all want to know what's in it for me, and sometimes that's not always something you find in a therapist's office. Sometimes, Change for the better can be found by purchasing products as opposed to treatment. Just doing a general search for self-help products lists everything from candles to wine glass bathtub holders to face masks to books, all of which, like therapy, require time and money, an investment dying to know what's in it for me. I mean, what's in it for the consumer who purchases self-help products or books in particular? Do the books teach real change for real people? If we invest time and money in a book, will things change? And will that change be as easy as the book makes it seem? And though therapists and self-help have different approaches to the overall goal, we're still on the same path. We both try to help people overcome obstacles. We both support individual change. We both encourage the use of personal strengths and do everything we can to reinforce empowerment. One would think this unified mission is a match made in heaven until we went into an even bigger problem than the first. My clients want self-help or better stated, they want recommendations from someone who should be able to give them a good recommendation for a self-help book or two, like a therapist. But I have none the big problem. Like any smart person, my clients try to access as much support as possible to affect the change they want or need to see in their lives. And yet whenever I, their therapist, am asked for such recommendations, my mind goes back, as in back in the day. My mind goes back in the day to when self-help books resembled textbooks that were more time-consuming than school and filled with material either so dry you had to read and reread just to retain the information, or so glib you felt like you were in algebra class wondering, how do they make that seem so easy? Although in this day, I've heard things have changed. Now, instead of the dry psychologists or glib motivational speakers of back in the day telling us how to empower ourselves— We have influencers, podcasters, celebrities, computer scientists, bloggers, and even therapists espousing the ways we can improve our current situations. And yet, I still remain skeptical. Or maybe ignorant is the better word? Because basically, I am. I have no knowledge of the current state of the self-help market. And without knowledge, I can only be ignorant. But rather than stay that way... Rising above the ignorance into a place of knowledge is exactly what I intend to do. I will be reviewing the top five most popular self-help books of 2019 according to Goodreads, starting with the number one rated Girl, Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. Each review will follow the traditional rules of a book review. Objectivity over snark, stated objectives over wishful thinking, and critical analysis over criticism. However, sometimes the only way to do it is to overdo it, so we've added some rules. Each book must prove its relevance. If the book proves itself on three occasions not to be relevant, it's out. However, if the book does prove its relevance, it scores. And regardless of whether we have a hit or a strikeout, each will be explained to better inform the consumer as to why this book proves itself or not. And since informed consumerism is a cause I champion, the review will also offer suggestions as to how the objective of the author could have been more relevant to the target population. And who is the target population is probably a good question to answer. The clients of therapy are more than likely the biggest self-help demographic, and clients of therapy more than likely need self-help to be relevant to systemic life change, because systemic life change is very difficult to do on your own. But the books that I'll be reviewing, all cynicism and ignorance aside, are books listed as the most popular, loosely interpreted as the most effective books for those in need of helping the self. So... We'll begin in earnest with Rachel Hollis's Girls Stop Apologizing. Next will be Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by nationally renowned columnist and psychotherapist Lori Gottlieb. Stay sexy and don't get murdered will follow penned by hit podcasters Karen Kilgriff and Georgia Hardstark. Matt Haig will give us Notes on a Nervous Planet and Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport will be the last of the reviews. So for those morbidly curious to know how helpful the most popular self-help books of 2019 will be to their lives in 2020, sit back, turn it up, light a candle, grab your wine caddy, and enjoy someone else doing the work for a change. Because working to find out how relevant the most popular self-help books are is exactly what I'll do. Until then...